0: Hey everyone, Shagira here, and welcome to another episode of Unapologetic Season Three. Today I'm here with a very, very positive and outstanding individual, Angela Thiru, with a vast educational experience and a truly inspiring story. Angela, a former corporate hustler working a nine-to-five, is now a life coach and a wellness advocate. Welcome to the show, Angela. It's great to have you here. How are you doing today?
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing amazing. I'm super excited to be here with you and chat with you and share my experiences.
0: That's nice to hear. Um, so, So for our audience to get to know you a little better, if you could just give us like a brief overview of who you are, your career, and et cetera.
1: Yeah, for sure. So as you had just mentioned, I am currently a life coach. I've been doing this for six years now. Um, and I love it. I honestly wouldn't do anything else. Um, I am two times certified as a, um, a life coach as well as a neuroleadership leadership coach as well. And I'll get into a little bit uh, what neuro <laughs> leadership is. Um, and but prior to be- uh, being a life coach, I work in the corporate um, sector in project management for about five, six years uh, before I made the transition over to becoming uh, self-employed and starting my own business. Um, yeah, so that's just a quick little summary of what I do now and what I did <laughs> previously.
0: Oh, okay. That's really impressive. Um, so getting into like the nitty-gritty details now, if you could describe how your corporate experience was compared to being entrepreneur and, like, starting your own business now? Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, there were a lot of skill sets that I was able to bring over to, you know, being an entrepreneur and starting my own business. But it is also very different, um, you know, the environment, just the, the culture of it. I'm, I'm self-employed. I work on myself, so just a single-person team right now. Um, and so in, in in that aspect, it's completely different. Um, I love it because I always felt, even before, you know, knowing what I wanted to do and getting into, you know, starting a career and getting a job, I always wanted to just do something on my own of my own, you know, really just create something. I always, just the notion of sitting at a cubicle, nine to five, just felt very restricting for me personally. I just felt like, okay, I can't picture myself doing that for the next 40, 50 years, who knows, of just, and working for someone else and, you know, being told what to do and, Nothing wrong with that. It's just me personally, I just felt like, I don't think I can do that. It just felt very suffocating for me just to just envision what that would look like for the next 40, 50 years. And so, but at the same time, I was like, well, what can I do? Right. And for me, and I know now like this generation has so many like options and just so many things, you know, being available to them. Back then, when I was going through high school and you know starting university, I just felt like I didn't really have a lot of options because people weren't talking about it. And you know, coming from this you know background, cultural background, we're just kind of told here are our options, just like a handful. You know, lawyer, doctor, <laughs>
0: accountant, all of those things. Exactly, I
1: feel you on that. Yeah, and I had a very hard time, and I struggled with that because I was like. I don't want to do any of those things but at mm-hmm. the same time I was like well what can I do so I felt like this immense pressure of going okay well I have to pick one of those five things <laughs> because I felt <laughs> like that, that was my only option right in order to succeed and have like a stable career and be you know success on all those things it was drilled into my head from a young age that this is what you have to do right and so life coach I mean that wasn't a thing <laughs> it was almost unheard of back then like I didn't even know what that was. And so I just picked something. I was like, let me just go into business, right? It's a safe bet. I can kind of know, have some creativity there. I can sort of, there's a lot more options there. Um, And so that was the path that I took, but I struggled so much. I absolutely hated school and don't get me wrong. Like I can go and take courses and, you know, get straight A's and all that stuff. I'm a good student. I just hated Mm -hmm. school. Right, because of what I was doing, because I felt pressure to do it and I felt like I was forcing myself to do something that I did not enjoy. And for for that reason, I felt like it was just such a struggle and I hated the whole experience of university. Like I was just like, get me out of here. I don't want to be doing this. And so the next step after university is okay, let's go find a job. Right. And I was like, okay. Here we go again. Let me just pick whatever. Let me see what I can get into, and you know. So I ended up in project management, which I enjoyed because it was very, um, I, it was challenging, and I was able to kind of just do different things. It wasn't uh, wasn't tedious. It wasn't like sort of the same day in and day out sort of activities, and I so I did really enjoy that. But again, it just at the end of the day, it just felt like okay, this is not for me. I don't want to continue down this road, and so more that that voice grew in me um, the more that I started to really listen to it and go okay let me let me figure out a plan what can I do right and I'm a big believer in that everything will be presented to you when you're ready for it right like what's that saying Um, when the student is ready the teacher will appear so (laughs) I truly believe in that and that was something that I was like you know what like I have this vision I have this dream like I know I want more than the nine to five and so I just kept envisioning that and I, sometimes at work I'd have like this you know notepad and would be sort of just jotting things down and like trying to envision what that would look like for me and I still had no clue what that would be I just knew that I wanted the time freedom I wanted the flexibility to create and work for myself so those things I knew I just didn't know in what capacity that would be and in, and what that would look like but I believe that like when you can get clear on just like the little things it's it's going to lead you to the next step and then the next step and the next step and that's kind of how it unraveled for me is that I just kept following that and I didn't ignore that voice right um yeah. and so I just was like you know what I just need to kind of pull the band-aid off and just take that leap of faith and just go out there and explore because if I stayed within my comfort zone of like that nine to five and that great paycheck coming in every you know two weeks I, would, I wouldn't take that leap of faith. I wouldn't go after it. And so I was like, let me create a plan. Let me save up enough money for a few months, whatever. I'm gonna quit my job. <laughs> Don't do that though. But that's what I did. Right? I'm gonna quit my job. But I did save money so that I could still, you know, uh, be able to pay my bills and do all that stuff, but also have the freedom yep. to just kind of go, okay, let me try different things. Let me explore a little bit. And so that's kind of what I did in a nutshell, and um, long story short, it just sort of ended up where I am now, and, you know, the whole, life coaching, certification, opportunity, all that came my way, and I was like, okay, this sounds like something that I would enjoy doing, and I, you know, had already spent a number of years on my own personal development, and all, you know, getting into all the spiritual stuff i had my first spiritual awakening experience i think it was like around 2010 so it was around that time too which is why i also was like okay i just need to get out there and start exploring i just knew that this wasn't my life's calling it wasn't my purpose i didn't feel Mm. aligned with where i was and so uh and because i was already into sort of the spiritual realm a lot of the things that they talk about is you know and making sure that you're taking aligned action and that you feel connected to your higher purpose. And so I was like, yeah, okay. mm-hmm. I feel like I'm following that voice and going down that right sort of path. And yeah, it's scary, of course. When When, you know, when you have this pretty box all kind of like figured out for you and it's like the nine to five and do this and you're safe and you're good, of course that feels comfortable. It feels safe, right? We all want that. We want safety. We want security. But on the flip side, it's like, you can't ignore that voice. You can't ignore that sort of deeper um, calling that there's something out there that's far greater than you can even, like, imagine and that is meant for you. And so I just kept following and just listening to that voice. And here
0: I am today. Um,
1: but it was, it was a long, scary <laughs> journey to get there, definitely.
0: <laughs> okay. Definitely relate to you on that whole um life. I'm a fourth year student now at Brock University, mm-hmm. also enrolled in business, you know, it's a safe bet. Yeah, you have a lot of career options afterwards. And mm-hmm. also being raised in a South Asian household. You know, there's like three or four careers that come to mind, doctor, lawyer, yeah. um, even like teachers are also frowned upon, which I don't really get. But, you yeah. know, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, I definitely um relate to you on that. So, when you were transitioning from your nine to five to become a, to becoming a life coach were you ever um scared of um failing or like not mm. uh, being to get to where you were because you had that safety and that security of a nine-to-five yeah. job and then yeah. suddenly quitting your job taking a huge leap did you ever were you ever scared of not um realizing your full potential
1: Right. So I think I'm wired different in that I don't really have the fear of failure. It's more so a fear of living like a mediocre life (laughs) that scares me. So like (laughs) I I can say like I can say that I'm wired differently in that like I love like challenges. I love running towards challenges and I love doing the things that feel scary to me because I know that it's going to help me grow as a person, I'm going to learn so much through that experience. And it just means that you're getting that much closer to where you need to be, right? And I get it, it's uncomfortable, it's scary. But the more that you do it, you get accustomed to it. And you and you understand, okay, yeah, like anything that you want to go after, you're going to go through this period of feeling scared and uncomfortable and overwhelmed and stressed and anxious and worried and all that stuff. But you can't, avoid it there's no way around it you just kind of have to go right through it and you know that once you get to the other side that it's going to be better right and this applies to anything in life so we can't say that we've never experienced it every single one of us has experienced that on some in some capacity right everything new that we try whether you know it's learning how to ride a bicycle We go through that period of feeling scared and, oh my gosh, what if I fell? What if I can't do it? What if, what if, right? And there's so many what ifs, but you Mm -hmm. do it anyways, right? Eventually, and then you keep practicing, you get better at it. And then you realize, oh my God, like, I'm so good at this. I don't know why I was scared. And so like, Mm -hmm. from the time you're born, so like, you know, right now you go through those different experiences and the same questions, the what ifs, the fears, the failures, this, that, right? But you have Mm -hmm. to do it anyways. And so coming back to your question, I don't think I really had a fear of, oh my gosh, what if I don't succeed at this? What if I fail at this? It was more so, what if I just stay stuck in this job and I'm miserable and I never did anything about it and I regret it and there's like this whole, you know, other world out there waiting for me and I never like get a chance to experience it because I'd rather be comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. But it also got to the point where I was just getting so depressed being there and I was like I don't want to do this anymore like this is not fulfilling to me I'm not enjoying it I felt like a robot like literally getting up every morning going to work same routine same people and I was just like (laughs) not for me because I feel like I have such a like wild spirit like I just need to explore and be spontaneous and like be Mm -hmm. creative and just you know, I want my day to day to be different. And for me to work mm-hmm. in a nine to five, I just was like, I felt suffocated, right? I felt like my, my, my soul, my being was like suffocating <laughs> was meant to not be in a box, right? And so that's mm-hmm. a personal experience of that. And so there's no way that I could continue ignoring that. So I just needed to take that leap and go, okay, you know what, I trust that everything is going to work out, right? Because you can't plan everything before you take that leap of faith which is what a lot of people do they go okay I need to have this you know especially the people that are left brain and they're very logical and they're you know and just <laughs> kind of you know uh condition us and program us to think that way you got to make sure this is this and this is this because they come from a different generation right and so for them they didn't have the liberty of just being like okay I'm just going to go out and explore and just have fun and you know do whatever and figure out what my purpose is no they needed to. <laughs> go to this job that they didn't like often you know some of our parents had to work two three jobs and so mm-hmm. we need to now go hey like those are just beliefs that have been passed down to us right so we have to be very cautious of that, be aware of that and question it and go okay you know they told us these things because that was their experience or you know the times that they grew up in and their own personal experiences and so they didn't have the liberty of going okay I don't want to do this job anymore i'm gonna go do whatever i want (laughs) They didn't have that luxury but for us it's a little different so we don't need to follow that safe plan that safe route that safe you know what i mean of going okay i just Mm -hmm. have to do this because that's a safe thing i don't believe in that anymore i believe that you can be successful and you can define your success to mean whatever it means to you and you can literally create and design your life to look exactly how you want it to look right and I know for some people it's a little bit hard to wrap their minds around that but I can say that because I've been able to do that right I came Mm -hmm. from that nine to five very structured life of this is what you have to do in order to be successful and that Mm -hmm. is an old conditioning an old belief an old way of living life which I don't think really fits into where we are today in 2021 where we have so much available to us that we can literally go, okay, you know what? I don't, I want to do this and I want my life to look this way and, you know, have that time freedom. And like, I personally just wanted to have that time freedom, meaning like I have the flexibility of designing my schedule around my life. I get to work Mm -hmm. from anywhere. Like these are all things that I knew I wanted even before I knew that I was going to be a life coach, right? Like that time freedom, the you know flexibility to work from anywhere from my laptop right all those things like that's what i want right and so when you have that kind of clarity and you know that that is what you want and there's no like plan b then you're going to make it happen right when you know what you yeah, want you're going to make it happen and so yeah like i don't think that that there was no fear of failure it was more so like that fear of staying where I was and just being miserable right um <laughs> no way i was going to accept that anymore
0: it sounds like um you're you're a real go-getter so um i want to also ask you about like your journey to becoming a life coach Mm -hmm. so the process behind it did you have any uh mentors or like any supporters like helping you throughout the way what was the process and how did you become an established um Mm -hmm. life coach like what was the education behind it too any certifications that you needed
1: yeah so uh your first question about the support mentorship so when i started um i didn't know anybody that was a life coach there wasn't anybody Mm in my immediate circle or community that was already doing this um it was just something that again i just it's like the way that it happened literally i felt like it landed in my lap because um it was around the time when i had quit and i didn't have a plan (laughs) um and i was going through my emails and i don't remember signing up for like a newsletter or anything to this to that company and so I was going to my email and it was, there was like a life coaching certification uh, course coming up. And I was like, oh, OK, like this is interesting. And again, I don't recall like signing up for it. I don't remember reading about it. I don't know how, but I landed in my inbox and I was like, oh, OK, this is what's this like life coaching. Okay. <laughs> And it piqued my interest. I looked at it and I looked at when the course is the start date. It was literally starting the week following. And I was like, okay, you know what? What do I have to lose at this point? I still didn't figure out what I was going to do. Kind of aligned, you know, the direction I wanted to go in because I knew I wanted to help and be of service and do something in the health and wellness industry. So it felt like, okay, this might be a good thing. So I went and I did the the certification, and then the kind of the rest just sort of you know flowed and happened. Um, but in terms of the support, I really didn't have any any support because no one knew what that was. They didn't have an understanding mm-hmm. of what a life coach was. They're like, well, what do you do? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. What is that? Um, in terms of like my family and my parents, they're very supportive of everything that I do. Um, but at the same time, they didn't understand what it was. So, like every now and then, whenever I speak to my mom, she'd be like, "Okay, so are you know are you gonna start looking for a job soon, or like what's happening?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "No." This is my job. this is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> but I get. I get where their concern comes from. I get like, you know, yeah, of course. Of course they're worried, but they could they didn't understand it. They couldn't wrap their head around what I was doing. you know, entrepreneur, like I don't have any entrepreneurs or business owners and anybody in my family. So like of course, I'm not gonna understand. Um, but the thing is like I didn't wait around for me to have that support or for for to receive guidance or for somebody to lead the way. I literally was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just gonna trust myself and trust my intuition and trust that inner guidance and mm-hmm. believe that I'm going down and being led down the right direction. And that was sort of you know how I um went about it. Like literally just going, okay, like let me see. Does this feel aligned? Does this feel good? Do I trust, you know, my intuition to lead me? And that's what I did. So um, eventually my parents they come around you know when they started to see sort of the success and the money and the clients and all of that stuff and they, <laughs> it, and they got behind it and now they get it now they get it but I also feel like now like six years later people have a better understanding of what that and in our community as well in the South Asian community people kind of know what that is now whereas before mm-hmm. they're like What are you doing? (laughs) Um, And eventually, as I started going deeper and deeper into it and getting into the industry, there's like a whole... Uh, community of like life coaches and people in that industry. So I started meeting more and more people. And then, um, you know, even hiring my own business coaches, my own life coaches, because like anything, you need to, you need to work with mentors and coaches and people that can teach you. So I started hiring my own to help me um, and to guide me and for my own personal Um, healing and journey and experiences. I worked with my own uh, life coaches as well and so yeah just you know seminars, workshops, everything I can get my hands on to really learn but I had to learn along the way. There was no one guiding me and telling me okay do this or do that because um, the thing with this industry is that there is no set way of doing things. You really have you know the freedom to be creative and to design um, the way you coach and your programs and everything in however you want to, right? However you want to deliver it. So, I like that there's no like cap, there's no limit, there's no here's the structure, let's follow the structure. It's like you get to design it however you want, you get to deliver it however you want, you get to work with whoever you want. And that for me was like, okay, that's amazing. That's what I want, right? To be able yeah. to create and design and and um, just do whatever I want. So. Uh, My programs are constantly changing and evolving as I evolve and as I learn, I'm like, oh, I want to talk about this and I want to coach about this. And, you know, in the Mm -hmm. beginning, my coaching was open to everybody, men and women. And then gradually I was like, I I feel like I resonate more with women and I really want to connect one on one and I want to empower women and I want to kind of create this safe container for women so that they can really open up and, you know, dive deep into their healing and do all that stuff. So now I work um, only with women, not that I don't want (laughs) men, but I really feel like I can give and um, really help uh, women just kind of in that safe container. So.
0: yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest with you, I've um, never heard of a life coach. I think I was watching a show,
1: um, mm. with
0: Gil- with Gilmore Girls, and one of the actors. She had a life coach, and that was the first time I ever heard of a life coach. Right. And then when I met you at that workshop is when I actually realized, oh, okay, this is actually a, a real profession. It like, is. I like, I was is. living under a rock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is. And I, I mean, I was literally the same way. Even when I was starting out, I was like, okay, like, where are the life coaches? Like, Tony Robbins yeah. is a really well-known life coach. I don't know if you know who Tony Robbins is
0: okay so if
1: you get into like the personal development world like he is huge he's been doing this for like i don't even know like 20 years he he is a life coach to like celebrities and all the you know top business people he's really well known he has a lot of books he does like these like big like seminars and workshops and retreats and stuff like that so the people that are in the personal development um world will know who he is that's the thing if you're not in that space you're not going to know right so once you get into that space you're like oh my gosh there's so many people out there doing this um and it's a huge business it's like a multi billion or multi-million dollar industry there's there's anyone can get in and succeed in it right um which I think is amazing I think we need more South Asian women (laughs) life coaches because I keep having this conversation where I'm like I don't see a lot of them right and I kind of get why it's that it's that mindset and the belief that okay there's not going to be any success in it um I mean it works in my favor right <laughs> <for laughs> now but I would love to see other other South Asian uh life coaches tapping into mm-hmm. it as well
0: um also going back to the programs that you're uh, discussing earlier and like the services that you provide yeah. from a male female um combined one to just a female one now I was looking through your website yeah, and I came across the recent program that you're doing right now. Um, so, if you wanted to maybe share a few words about that as well.
1: Yeah. So, um, are you talking about fiercely feminine? The yeah. 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 Okay. So, I'm super, super excited. I'm, I'm just starting to talk about that. Um, so, it is launching September 28th, and it's actually a group program. It's a five week group program, um, and it's something that is new right like the topic that I'm talking about there's a heavy focus on owning your sexuality reclaiming your sexual energy and I know that's a very taboo subject especially in the South Asian community but just in general amongst women so where where this is stemming from and the whole idea behind that is that we are whole beings right like we tend to focus on the physical the mental the spiritual the emotional healing right we do like healing on all four of those areas right in different different ways but then we tend to leave out the the sexuality right and we all have that but it's such a shameful sort of taboo topic right to talk about but it's like why right and i'm huge on breaking stigmas and taboos i'm such a role break rule breaker i don't follow rules i do what i want to do i have you know what i mean like i don't have an issue talking about things um and now that i'm in my 30s like i don't care right (laughs) um so this for me was huge because it stems from my own personal experience especially over the last year and a half Um, with quarantine, everybody was going through a lot. A lot of people were having spiritual awakenings. We were kind of being forced to sit with ourselves and deal with a lot of our issues. And I know a lot of people were having sort of just, you know, healing and spiritual awakenings on different sort of capacities. For me, it was more about, okay, let's tap more into that, uh, into my sexual energy, into reclaiming that, um, as someone who is a survivor of child sexual abuse, there was a lot of just stuff that I needed to work through, the trauma, the, you know, that carried over into relationships, intimate relationships, there was a lot of just stuff that I needed to work through, and this for me was so healing, and just being able to reclaim that, um, and to own it, and go, yeah, I'm a sexual being, we all are, right, and to be able to really tap into that, and then it's about transforming that energy into creative energy. So I'm not talking about sex. This is not about, you know, sexual and right. in relationships. This is not about being promiscuous or, you know, being in none of that stuff. It's about taking that energy, really tapping into our feminine power, our divine feminine essence, because it is so powerful because as women, we close that part off. Right, because it's taboo. It's this. It's that. You know, let's not talk about it. But what happens to a woman when she steps into her her feminine power or starts to reclaim her sexuality? You instantly become more confident, right? Mm-hmm. It's and that's what it's about. It's about bec- it's about becoming more confident. When you become more confident, you you carry yourself differently, your belief system changes, your mindset changes, you start attracting mm-hmm. things to you, right? And so the whole thing about this is how to become a magnet for your devi- to, for your desires by tapping into your feminine power. And so the five weeks is um, structured in a way that it takes you through this experience of like healing and embracing your sexuality, reclaiming your divine power. And then how do you... Um, take that and put it into your business and into money making and mm-hmm. into wealth and all of that stuff so I'm so excited because this is stuff that I've been practicing and integrating and putting into my own business and uh-huh. for people that have been following my journey um, on instagram and social media to kind of see the 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 transition that I've gone through and they went you know sort of just transforming uh-huh. if you go look at it you kind of see and that's the beauty of it is that this can happen for everyone right and it's it's mm-hmm. about me going through my personal development right because it doesn't ever stop you continue to work on yourself and which is what I do as a life coach I have to right it doesn't end for me so as I continue to work on myself and integrate all of the teachings and lessons that I take from you know different things I'm able yeah. to now. Ser- be of service and teach that to the to my women right to the clients that I that choose to work with me and so I really want to help women tap into that because like everyone wants success right everyone wants more money everyone wants to be more confident but at yeah. the root of everything that's kind of blocking us and stopping us is the you know the the mindset the beliefs uh, all of the trauma all of the inner stuff that we've been holding on to mm-hmm. there of, the shame, the guilt around us as women, our sexuality, you know, all the things that we were told, don't dress like this, don't do this, don't do that, applies in the business place, right? And I know there's just so, there's still so much work to be done around that, because if you, if you do have a voice and you're in, you know, you you show up in in authority and, you know, you, you are a powerful woman, yes, that's great. You're going to be successful. But on the flip side, it's also, oh, she's a bitch. Oh, she's not nice. Oh, this. Oh, that. Right. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> well, this is something that I'm also going, hey, you know what? Just own it. Be in your power. You are a woman. There's going to be naysayers. There's going to be people that are going to say all kinds of stuff. There's going to be like, you're going to attract the wrong kind of crowd and who cares? Your mission, your vision is all that you need to focus on. So I'm so focused on helping women, just empowering them, right? Because there's so much of mm-hmm. women that we can offer to ourselves, to the people around us, to the world and be of service if we allow ourselves to tap into our feminine power. And so this program is really just all about that, like helping women just step into that and then flourish. So I'm super, super excited about um, Introducing that program.
0: <laughs> it honestly sounds like really amazing. Who would have known tapping into your own absolutely. sexual energy, the, the feminine in you, would actually like help you, even like the business world, because that's such a taboo topic that no yeah. one really talks about. And yeah. something like that, even like helping you in your career, is mm. on the like. Well, yeah, because we don't
1: know? know. We don't. We don't see the the connection between business and sexuality. And it's yeah. at the end of the day, it's like. Your success stems from who you are as a person. Everything that you do stems from who you are as a person, your mindset, your belief system, your you know your programming, right? Like we are conditioned and programmed from a very young age, from the time we're born to about seven years old is when we are deeply programmed, right? From everything that our parents tell us to everything we see and hear, that makes us into the person that we are for the rest of our lives. And we continue living in this programming unless you start doing the work and you start becoming more conscious and you start paying yeah. more attention to stuff. A lot of us don't do that. A lot of us continue with that programming and then we're in autopilot the rest of our lives. And we are reacting from that programming that we received at a young age. So if you mm-hmm. think about it, let's say your parents were like, you know, you really, you have to, Oh my gosh, the hustle and grind mentality. I don't agree with that. Yeah. And that's something that I talk about in the program about how to, Get rid of the hustle, grind um, mentality because it doesn't really work in our favor. It just leads to burnout and stress and overwhelm. And we think that we need to constantly be go, 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 go in order to exactly. bring it in, which I can I can guarantee you and I can, I can promise you it doesn't work like that because I don't do that. I don't hustle and grind. I still am able to bring in money and bring in clients and still have a balanced life because of the energy, because everything that we attract is an energetic match to who we are, sure. to our beliefs, who mm-hmm. are the energy that we're putting out. So if you're constantly burnt out and stressed and overwhelmed, then your life is just gonna continue being that way. But if you can learn to go, hey, like, let me tap more into my feminine energy. And I talk about masculine, feminine energies, and I know it's probably something new to a lot of people. Um, but I, I dive deep into that. I don't wanna get into this, probably gonna be like a 20 minute conversation. But <laughs> sure. Leading from those two different energies and having polarity between the two energies because the masculine energy is really about doing and planning and executing and go, 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 which is very like that hustle and grind, whereas the feminine energy is more about, okay, trusting and surrendering, going with the flow and, and, and knowing that you're going to attract the things that you want to. You. So, it's about learning how to balance the two instead of always being stuck in that masculine energy, because that is what leads to the stress and the overwhelm and the depression and all that stuff that we don't want. Yeah. Like, who knows that, right? So, I'm teaching about how do we tap more into that feminine energy and then become a magnet for our desires. So, this way, it's more of like, okay, we're attracting those things to us instead of always chasing and chasing and chasing and going, oh, my gosh, I need to constantly mm-hmm. do, 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 which doesn't work in anybody's favor, whether you are male or female. Right. Um, and so like that is something that I talk about in the program and I completely digressed and forgot the question that you initially <laughs> asked.
0: <laughs> I was just saying, I was, I was like, who knew something like right. sexual exactly. feminine energy could yeah. translate it to yeah. something that you can actually make of you in the workplace? Right. So, exactly. yeah, I was just saying, completely enlightening. Totally interested in that, by the way. So, we will have a 20 minute conversation oh, later on. Maybe. Definitely. Um, I also wanted to point out from the last time I saw you, I think it was like almost over a year ago, and to yeah. the way I see you now, I also feel like I'm different change and like an even better change too because yeah. I feel like you're a lot more confident you know you 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 express yourself a lot more better than when you did than what you did last year yeah. um yeah. also having this conversation with my cousin earlier as well because we were talking about like being confident with ourselves um expressing ourselves in the way we want other people to be attracted to us yeah. you know So being confident in your own self. If you're confident in the way you look, the way you act, the way you feel, you're also gonna attract that energy, and people are also gonna be in awe of you. you Absolutely, hundred
1: percent. And yeah, like I mean, I'd be surprised if you told me that I'm still the same person I was a year ago, because I like I don't want to be right. And I think like yeah, we are constantly evolving. Whether you're doing the work consciously or you're just kind of on autopilot, you're never gonna be the same person you were like a year ago, or a few months ago, or even like yesterday right because we're always learning we're working ourselves so yeah of course like i i mean i feel like (laughs) i want change and i will continue to change and evolve right and i and i want other people to do that too exactly and so it's it really comes down to just becoming more aware and then working through that programming that has been sort of ingrained Mm -hmm. and you know built into us and bringing all that to the surface and, and thinking about like okay what what Self limiting beliefs do I have around money, which is huge for women, right? We've been conditioned to think that, you know, it's, it's, um, there's a lack of money and we can't make money doing this. We can't make money doing that. And it's selfish to, Mm -hmm. to, to talk about money or to want money. It's, you know, let, don't talk about money because it's just a taboo subject. I'm like, no, because like, and that's something that I needed to work through too because I was so uncomfortable talking about money. And I'm like, no, let's make it okay and normalize talking about money. Men don't have that
0: issue.
1: Yeah. <laughs> issue going okay. This is how much I charge. They have no issue talking about money, but women, we have this different mindset and this belief that has been programmed into us to think that you know it's it's not ladylike to talk about money or yeah. oh god it's so taboo. Let's not talk about money. That's such a naked subject. But it's like at the end of the day, we all need money to survive. So why is it such a subject? So that's yeah. something I also touch on in my program is you know, rewiring that belief system. So, you know, retweaking that money mindset to make it something that we're like, yeah, like, let's be obsessed with money. Let's treat money the same way we uh, we would a lover or like being in an intimate relationship, like treat it with respect and love and obsess over it and desire it. And it comes from that place of going, oh yeah, like I love money, right? And so that's just a part of it, talking about the money and the success and the wealth because we all want it. <laughs> we all want that and we all need that. Right. Exactly. And it's no secret that we need it. So I want to, you know, take all that stigma around talking about money and take away all that ickiness and that discomfort we feel talking about money and just normalize it. Right. And, and yeah. talking about wealth and talking about business and being an entrepreneur or business owner or even in your career, because you can take everything I teach in that program. I'll, So apply it to you know your career and your
0: nine to five so super excited about that (laughs) love that for you and honestly i feel like we can keep going on about this topic but we do have to end this episode soon and wrap it all up so honestly angela it was amazing talking to you super comfortable and i loved what we talked about Mm -hmm. um it was super enlightening and i feel like a lot of our a lot of our listeners would benefit from this kind of topic and um even like realizing it within themselves, you know, like what needs to be done, that inner growth, that self-growth that everyone needs to work on every single day. So it was an honor having you on this podcast. And so last words we want to end this podcast off with. I mean, you? thank
1: you so much. This was such a fun conversation. And yeah, you're right. We probably could talk for another hour about this stuff. So. Um, <laughs> uh, but honestly, thank you. I feel honored to be on this podcast and I do um Hope that, you know, the listeners benefit from this. Um, so anyone who is interested in the program, you can just go to my website. So www.anchela, So that's com, And then you can find the group program. But I also offer one-on-one um, coaching. So there's the three-month container. Um, I'm also going to be offering, which is new because usually I don't do anything less than three months. But I'm going to be doing a 30-day um, unlimited coaching as well as a 90 minute breakthrough uh, coaching. So for anyone who's interested in sort of getting a taste of the coaching um, Mm -hmm. before signing up for the three months or even the five uh, week program can do that. So all that information is on my website or you can find me on Instagram at coach Angela. And I would love to interact with you guys on Instagram as well.
0: (laughs) Guys, Yes, do yourself a favor and check her out. She's honestly amazing. So with that, I'd love to end this uh, amazing episode off. Thank you so much again, Anchoa. And this is Shagira again, and I'll see you again on our next episode. Bye, guys.